Yeah, you know what time it is. It's time for Bo and Nick, the losers with a dream. Uh-huh. <sighs> what a waste of time. Yep, they're losers. You're listening, so who's the freaking loser, people? Welcome to Bo and Nick's Losers with a Dream. Yeah. I freaking hate them so much. The look at their funny because they suck at everything. You're listening. The question is, why? Welcome to the Losers with a Dream podcast. I am one of your hosts, basically the only host that matters, no. Nick Scopoletti. I'm Bo and I matter too. And I'm French and I'm hot. Remember that. <laughs> Don't forget that. Never forget. Bo had chocolate on his face 30 seconds before. It was not chocolate. What it was, was peanut it? butter probably because I had a peanut butter it and jelly brown. sandwich. <sighs> was it Nutella? Uh, no. I <laughs> I just use a really dark, like thick, creamy <sighs> peanut butter. <laughs> we don't want to hear about your weekends, dude. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> we don't want to hear about your dates. All right, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling good, man. We're getting close. This right is now. really close. What if we just made up? No, stop it. Let's not do Gay that. Gay chicken. All right, so oh. we're back. We had a little break last week. Um, well, not a well. <laughs> Listen, Nick. Just, never mind. Just start the podcast. All right, let's start it over. <laughs> I'm gonna go home. I haven't had any carbs today. All right, so. It's true. <laughs> All right. So um, we're going to do our mental health check-in. That's right. Now, That's right. we don't do boring shit like scale one to ten. Like, I feel like a seven today. We compare no. it to things in the world. That's right. Okay. We're worldly. We're, we're men of the world. <laughs> and uh, Nick, I'd like to hear what happened to you first. My, How are you doing? My mental health check I'm doing good. You know, I was thinking about... I was thinking about... Um, what I was going to say for this last night and you called me. That's right. Like I did. 830 after I already saw you earlier in the day, which you know, I hate once I, a day is all you get no, I, on phone no. or in person. It's the, too much. You're too needy. Anyway, <laughs> I, I just want to be friends. With yeah. <laughs> you know, my limit. So <laughs> I, <laughs> it's once a day. Um, but I was sitting, we were sitting home and you, you know, started the phone conversation. We're like, dude, we're talking about all these things we're working on the podcast, right? Getting, you know, just exciting things in our lives, comedy, whatever, right? Yeah. We're, we're talking about all this shit, hopes and dreams. And then, you know, you stop and go, you know, hey, man, you know that girl you've been seeing? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, she's too hot for you, dude. Yes. Well, that was true. That and he was just very goes, true. Who do you think you are? <laughs> Yeah. And I said, you know who I am? I'm fucking Tony Soprano, baby. Because I'm bald, I'm chubby, and I'm getting girls out of my league. It doesn't make sense. I'm not even famous yet. Okay? Right. I'm a cryptocurrency, dude. Uh, buy now. You better buy now. Because it's going up. Okay? Buy now, babe. It's all over. Okay? To the moon. If I'm Nick's doing it now with no hair and no money, what's the future going to hold, right? Yeah, it's gonna okay. look real good. Yeah, all right. That's it. I'm exhausted. Now. No, no. Listen, I, it was crazy how many hot women were having sex with Tony Soprano. Oh, like, dude, it was cr- like it, it, it didn't make me, any I, sense. In that show, it honestly made me because I was like really chubby at the time. I was like, oh man, I could live this life. <laughs> and then you realize like you have no power or money, so you can't live that life. Yeah, <laughs> you and have also, no like alpha maleness. You're not like yeah, and also to live that life, you have to be a mass murderer. So uh, yeah, hey, man. Sometimes you know <laughs> yeah, casualties. Got to spend money to make money, right, Nick? Casualties, man. That's you right. Know I mean? you gotta spend money to make money. <laughs> you gotta kill people to get uh, laid. Sometimes you, you know? know. Well, listen. I am glad that you're positive because I am also extremely positive HIV okay positive. no <laughs> no covid good. positive no i am <laughs> no i am doing fantastic so last week i was doing well this week Were even you? better okay it's 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 a great great start to the summer and i'm feeling fantastic i feel like beyonce okay i am a strong independent 
black woman. I am taking over the world. One song and dance at a time and i love it i love life okay i'm spending every day at the beach today all i had to do i went to the gym i come here i'm gonna play basketball later i mean i am crushing it ladies if you want a piece call me don't text i don't have the time i'm not texting this summer you call me you let me know what you want and i'll figure it out no one's gonna call. <laughs> no one's calling. <laughs> no, it's gonna be a real long summer for you. Oh my god, I just love Beyonce. Like she is just. You know who I actually fell in love with? <laughs> We're going right into the next segment, just from the mental. No, 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 no. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's my brain being shot. Uh, We're both. See, no, I, off, I love Beyonce. Like she's so badass. What about her? Well, just her, like, when she gets on stage, she just commands, and she's just letting it go. Like it's awesome. Do you watch a lot of her stuff? I have watched a fair amount of Beyonce. <laughs> Destiny's Child? Are you telling me you don't love Destiny's Child? I loved Destiny's Child when I was a kid, man. Yeah. When they came out, I had the CD. Oh, Bootylicious, do you remember Yeah, that? dude. Well, I mean, we're, we're a couple of softies. This is what we are. We are. We love, you know, we love the ladies. We also love the guys on certain days. You never know. <laughs> so I want to hear, who did you fall in love with this week? This one's an interesting one. I'll tell you who did I... I didn't really fall in love. I did not fall in love with this week. I'll tell you who I didn't <laughs> fall in love with this week. Last weekend, yeah. I had a wedding. Oof. Okay? Okay. Great time. I was. I officiated. It was one of my good buddies from high school. I was going to have fun at that wedding regardless. Okay. okay. Had a great time. Now, it's the end of the night. It's the after party. We're in the hotel lobby. I got a room there, chilling. Got my room keys. Got my room keys. (laughs) It's 1230. I've been up since 6 a.m., so I'm done. Okay? (laughs) I am exhausted. Yeah. It hits 6 o'clock for you, and you just check out. So I can't imagine. So it's 1230. I'm leaning on a bar like this. The one single girl there is right in front of me. And, yeah, we start talking, and she says something like, and we were just talking pretty normally and then she says something like well i was like what are you up to tonight she's like i don't know i'm confused now and i was like why are you why are you confused and she was like because i was looking over there at those two guys but like now you're here and it's like another option and i was like (laughs) and at this point i've had three vodka sodas which is three too many for me yeah two donuts daddy's in the bag so body's not feeling good (laughs) yeah i'm looking at her beautiful girl yeah. Beautiful girl, and I'm looking at her, and then she has a hemp backpack, and she's wearing Birkenstocks, and I was like, "Oh, that's your type." Huh? And then she started talking about how she reads energies, and I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna go to bed soon. I'm just gonna have fun with this one." And yeah. I just ripped into her. Where'd you go to college? She's like Keene State. I was like, "Of course, oh. of course, you went to Keene State." So she loves ketamine. Yeah. That's good. That's good. <laughs> and I just and like, you know, normally. Like in the past, we've done this when we were younger. Sure. You would have waited up all night just to see if you had a shot. Oh, yeah. She's a tall, beautiful girl. Gorgeous. She was, you know, saw her dancing and stuff. And it's just my perception. But, like, usually I'd be like, oh, look at that tall, beautiful girl. I'm going to go for that. But to me, by that time of night and after a few drinks, she just looked like one of those things out in front of car dealerships. It's just fucking <laughs> wailing around. And I was like, I'm fucking tired. Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to bed. Well, I think for you, it's like either you win them on the dance floor or it's just over. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like yeah, you, you're, a, you're, you either close. Not wrong. You either close with this is how we do it or daddy's going home early. You know what I mean? Cause you leave got, me alone. <laughs> Cause you got the moves and if the moves are not, if they don't close the deal, then you just got to let it yeah, go. And she's like, I don't know. Like I just don't like, I don't know. Like I'm not feeling it really. And I was like, I need to go to bed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I can't. Yeah. The next day I woke up at 7.30 in the morning and just drove straight home. I was like, huh. Yeah. See, I have enough low self-esteem that I would have helped her work on her thesis all night <laughs> till <laughs> 6 o'clock in the morning. I'd be like, oh, I think you should start with this line. Oh, what are so- you going to school for? It's like environmental science and recycling. Yeah. We wouldn't something. have had sex, but I would have been like, can I come visit you maybe? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I get that. Now though. I have to find her on social media. Anyway, who did you? 
because I can't let it go and I like to torture myself. Yeah, well, this week I fell in love with Tony Hinchcliffe. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Lisa is going to have to Google. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, this week I fell in love with the Ford Bronco. Okay, I, I had it all in my head. I was going to go down to that dealership. I was going to trade in my car. I was going to get behind the wheel of that American-made steel. And I was going to just have a new summer, a new summer of me in my new car, new car smell, driving 80, feeling good. I, I would never drive 80. I only drive like 60 in the I've slow lane. I've watched you drive. Yeah, I drive 60 in the I, slow line and I, slow lane and I he snap. He does this. Yeah. <laughs> One time I passed Bo on the way here on 25 and he was like this. I go, what I are you listening to? He's like, the blues, man. Yeah, I listen to the blues or I listen to some jazz and I just snap like I'm an 80-year-old black man going to church. <laughs> um, but... I fell in love with this car because I was like, it wasn't the car, obviously. You never actually fall in love. Like, no one falls in love with the machine. But I kind of fell in love with just the idea of, like, buying something. Well, you and got it, a job. You yes. Got, you got a job. You I got a new that. job. And so you're like, I need to... You said What you said yesterday was... <laughs> It's like, yeah, I got a corporate job. I should probably like play the part and like I'm just, you know, I get a need a new car just to like look cool in the parking well, yeah. lot. No, it was like, all right, I'm gonna sell out and have to do this corporate job again, and I don't want to do it. But if I'm gonna out. if I'm gonna do this job, then I want a car and I want vacations and I want and you know, it's like basically every girl that's ever dated you being like, I want this, I want that, and they're like, oh, you're do you not have dental it. here? <laughs> What's your dental plan like? Yeah, and you're not and you're not giving them anything. No, you don't even have a 401k plan for no, these ladies. No, but uh, no, I I just fell in love with the idea of this new thing and like what this what it could make me feel like. And the reality of the situation, Nick, is that it's gonna make me feel good for like two weeks, and then it's just gonna be the car. And then when it's once it's the car that you're just driving, it just doesn't matter anymore. You know what I mean? Like the, the Bo, Bo right now is doing what he always does is he's taking advice that Lisa gives him <laughs> and then says it like it's his own. <laughs> but here's the Which thing. Which is exactly what happened I yesterday was, when I he was suggested like getting buying there the car. And then she said something and then I got all the way there. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, oh, she, dude, yeah. I can't wait for a segment <laughs> now. Let's just she, cut to that. No, no. She like gives me, she inspires me and then I take <laughs> what she says and make it my own. You know what I mean? Yeah, you steal it. Nah. You're the Carlos Mencia of advice. <laughs> That's really good. You just steal shit. You're like, uh, no, it was me, dude. No, nah, homie. It was me, dude. No, that's it. All right. Listen, we shouldn't have said that. That was too far. Um, no, he's... Fuck that guy. Listen. <laughs> he stole jokes. Yeah, that's true. I don't really know anything about that, though. He stole mine, dude. Anyways, that's let's right. move on. Uh, we're going to we take come a back. quick break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about our topic today, which is in the title of our show, I'm talking about... Dreams. Dreams. And when you should give up. Dreams. Like Bo's comedy. We'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Bo's Dreams and his car. Two piles of garbage he needs to leave behind. Hello and welcome back to the Losers with a Dream podcast. I am Nick Scopes. What the fuck is wrong with you, dude? He's he's such a douchebag that he can't even wait for me to finish my fucking name, dude. It's my dream. What's wrong with you? It's my dream to be better than you. I was watching Sopranos before. You're like Polly Walnuts when like like Tony's like, oh, there's a third third. uh, Can we get through one show without like seven? No, you're him, dude. You're him. Tony Soprano was talking about a three year old girl who's burned inside, and he's like, Polly just goes, yeah, I've been having a bad week. Paulie is my guy. Yeah, yeah. a terrible person. All there right. you go. No, All right. It's not starting well. So, we're going to do with our topic mm. of the week here, okay? It is about giving up the dream. Yes. Whatever that may be. God, and we just have so many dreams. Yeah, yours, you're definitely not going to get far. Listen, I have some dreams that I think I could get to, but I have a lot of dreams that are just dreams and they have to die. You know, and it's Ford tough. Bronco. There's nothing that feels worse. Yeah, the Ford Bronco. But like, there's nothing that feels worse when you like have, I don't know, just a a dream of like what your life could be, and then 
all of a sudden you're like, ah, oh, that's that's never going to happen. And I think as you get older, even though I'm very, very young, um, even as you get older, like you start to realize like, oh, man, I don't think that's ever going to happen for me. You know what I mean? Like the first one I have down is like my dream of having a six pack. So we'll just start. We'll just start light. You know, I have. It's definitely more likely for you to drink a six pack <laughs> and relapse. That's more likely. Yeah. But I always have had this dream of like one day I'm going to get down to the weight and I'm going to be shredded and I'm going to have that. You know what I mean? And like it's always it's always been in my head that like, yeah, eventually, like not even with like a second thought. You know what I mean? Just being no, like, that sounds like you. Yeah. Just being like, yeah, eventually I'll do it. Well, I'm just doing busy. Work? Yeah. <laughs> Who yeah. has the time? Yeah, right? Like, it's like, yeah, I'll get a six-pack when I have the time to figure it out, and yeah, I'll just do it. But I've always had that as just like a, you know, it's just like a dream. It's like, like yeah, why wouldn't, I, why wouldn't that happen? Like, why wouldn't I figure that out and make that happen? But then you get older, and you start to realize your patterns and who you are, and you have to, like, you have to get kind of some humility and be like, oh, that could never happen for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it obviously could not happen. That, you know, it, not that it can never happen, but it's, it's like, why, why do you want the six-pack? Like, like, what's the reasoning? Yeah, and just like the Ford Bronco, it's about what it represents. It's like, if I have a six-pack, then what could I comp- complain about? I'm going to be, like, You'll amazing. Of course I will, but I'm going to be... I'm going to be in uh, peak physical condition. I'm going to look amazing. And like, I just have this dream of like, it's just going to change like my life. And like, people will look at me differently. Women will be attracted to me automatically. Never all this stuff. Right. So, you know, and like another dream that I, that I had to let go of, I remember in college, like just wanting to be like the cool, like hot guy (laughs) on campus your dreams that, like, are pretty impossible, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I always, I mean, obviously this dream died, right? But like I, oh, I it's had been dead. Like when I got to, when I got to college, I was like, oh, I'm going to be awesome. Everyone, you know what I mean? Like everyone's going to want me right. type deal. And then I was like, oh yeah, this is not going great. Especially when you're, you know, in active addiction and kind of looking at yourself in the mirror be like oh man like i'm not pulling any of this off like like this this dream was so far out of uh reality yeah you know what i mean and and then you keep getting pulled back into reality and you're like oh this is horrible like you know like especially when you're living through the death of a dream you're like oh man i really thought i was gonna be all these things i really thought i was gonna be popular i really thought i was gonna be cool i really thought women were gonna just automatically like me and i would do well in sports and just continue a great perfect life in college and the opposite happened i was miserable barely you know like passing courses drinking myself to sleep every night like you also get attached you also get attached to that identity yeah and like this is what i'm gonna be yes and it doesn't happen and then you're like who am i and those are the worst like i i know for me like the worst times of my life is when i've just been like you lose something that's a big part of you. Right. Like that's when you're like, okay, what do I have now? Cause I, I was doing this and I had this, but I don't think it's going to work out. So what, what can I find next? Right. You know what I mean? To like, keep me going. Yeah. Like that's that for, I know for me, the first experience I ever had with that was playing baseball as a kid. Yeah. I was, uh, Actually, I was very good at baseball, terrible at hitting, but I was a good pitcher and like, you know, you scared of the ball. I just, I just didn't understand it. <laughs> okay. I, did, yeah, I didn't yeah. get it. I don't know. Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. There was, I knew, I knew there were some things for me in sports that just like didn't click. I'm like, just, what? I don't know. Yeah, anyway, yeah. but I was a sixth grade. I was a really good pitcher. Very good. And I got an opportunity to move up to an eighth grade team. Yeah. And I took it. Cause you think like, you know, my dad was like, Oh, this is great. Like you're, you're whatever. And my, my grandmother was a diehard diehard baseball Yankees fan her entire life was like right. oh my god you know what I mean Nick's this is gonna a, be Nick the was, shortstop yeah, on the team he's gonna play yeah. the eighth graders I get moved up obviously everyone's a little bigger a little faster right I'm getting hit like I'm people are getting hit off me yeah, pretty yeah. easily I can't I sucked at batting at my grade level and now that I'm two years above and I'm like whoo yeah, yeah I don't yeah, know yeah. where this thing's coming from like I I was not good at it 
and it crushed. And then I just quit baseball. Yeah. You know, there were other factors. Like I moved to Connecticut and whatever else, but after eighth grade, do you think you quit? Cause you were like, Oh, uh, this dream's too, it's like, it's, it's like, Oh, this won't happen. I don't want to be disappointed. So I'm just going to leave now. Yeah. It was really upsetting because it was something that I was good at. And it was something that like, I was on like all-star teams every year. Yeah. Like shit, like, you know, and they've, your teammates vote for you and shit. You know what I mean? Right. So I was like, I'm, you know, whatever. And then now it was just, and I was like barely playing and I was like, why did I do this? Like, why did I move up? Right. What was the point of this? Yeah. 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 And, um, yeah, I remember that wrecked, that really wrecked my confidence. And I started trying, I was like, I need to find something else. And that's when I started kind of, that's when I started lifting weights and then found football. Right. So did you, so did you immediately go to like, Oh, now, now I'm going to be a professional football player. No, I knew I was pretty straightforward when I was a little kid. Sure. When I was nine. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to be a wide receiver for the 49ers. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. I wanted to be Jerry Rice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was what I wanted to do. Yeah. I want, I also like one of my dreams. It's funny. You brought that up. One of my dreams was to be a black guy. Like most <laughs> of my, cause they were just so cool. You know? So why you just wear Jordans all the time now still? You're like, I'm almost there. There's like little things, but it's like, I, I just, I, I listened to a lot of hip hop growing up and we all did, man. and I was just like, I, I want to be black. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then, but it like didn't, it didn't stick with me. Like there were, you see kids that like really like put it on and they're, they're wearing like the echo unlimited and like all the I, way through. I wore a FUBU Jersey in middle school. I had yeah. That phase too. Yeah. Yeah. But like, shit. I remember I had like, I had like the gold chain and I would wear white tees and and I and I had my hair short because that's how Eminem would wear it. <laughs> and like that lasted about six months. And then I think someone told, called me the not so slim shady. <laughs> and and I woke up the next day and was like, uh, no, like I just threw everything out. Yeah, I was like, I was like, ah, uh. but it's sometimes. And that's what I love about comedy is that it's just a, sometimes it's just a well-timed joke to just snap you back into reality yeah. where you're like, oh, oh, oh no. You know what I mean? And you yeah, don't. Like, wow, I was way off. Yeah. Like I, you don't want to be like, you don't want your identity to become a joke. You don't oh. want to become a joke. So you're like, oh, no, I got to get away from that. But, but yeah, there's always, so you wanted to be Jerry Rice, I mean, like when you were young, but then you kind of like got over that by the time you started football again. Yeah. Also, I mean, like my confidence was kind of shot from the baseball thing. And yeah. then, but then it built back up. Like I started playing football and lifting weights and, and, and within football, I kind of, I knew also where I was going to be at. Right. Like I knew I was an offensive lineman. Right. Like I, not a glory position, right? You're just yeah. blocking people. Like I knew what I was, I saw the other kids around me and I go, they're really good. They're probably gonna be these positions. I'm going to be this. Yeah. And I kind of like knew my place. I was like, this is where I'm going to be. And I put my all into it. Yeah, I did. I, I mean, my, that was my whole life. And then what happened to me again, and I've told this story before, but, it was uh, going into my, it was my junior year going into my senior year. I was a starter junior year. I was a little thinner. I had abs. I thought I was cool. Whatever. Right, right, um, right. You know, didn't wear, didn't wear a shirt underneath my pads. So I thought I was the man. Um, <laughs> and I was. But um, no. So, you know, and my coaches were like, hey, um, you need to gain weight. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, and I would, you know, start eating more and lifting weights. And like my coaches would like bring me trays of food. Yep. Like at lunch after I already just ate my lunch. Yeah. Talking like burgers, tater. Before we go any further, football coaches are mentally ill. And and what they do. We learned that. Yeah. On May 1st. Yeah, we did. (laughs) Like what they try to make you do is crazy. And, and, and to be honest, like if you were honest with yourself about your dream and like what you thought of, of this, you would have said, Oh, like if you could go back and your coach was like, Hey, you got to eat all this food. You would have looked at him and been like, no, thanks man. You know what I mean? Like, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to look good and feel good and just play this game. That doesn't matter. And it, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, but the thing was at that, at that time, dude, I was ready to, I'll do anything. Those coaches said, and I was ready to die. Like I was like, just tell me what to do. So I went from one ninety to two forty. Yeah. My senior year. Oh, so 50 pounds and yeah. the camp started and my coach said to me, you got slower. Wow. I went, Ugh. and then he said, you're going to have to share your starting spot this year. And I was like, all right. 
ruined me. I yeah. mean, I'm not kidding. That stuck with me. And I told that before on a, my fitness podcast I had years ago, and the, one of my coaches heard it and was upset, but I don't really care. Um, yeah, well, it sounds like he's got problems. But, <laughs> we all do, but yeah. you know, I, I love the guy still. And okay, so it was like but, the dream of like starting on the team? No, or? I was a starter. I just I alternated now. I just Every other series, right. I was in and out, and it was like, I put everything into this for four years. Yeah. And he was even to the point where my senior year, we lost in the state championship to, uh, to Staples high school in Westport. Right. And I remember losing and I remember being on the field after and just thinking, good. I'm glad this shit's over. Yeah. Like a little depressed, obviously, but I was like, fuck this. What's next? Like I put my all into this. It didn't work out. Right. And I remember being devastated and I, I that stuck with me. I mean, it's part of the reason why I do what I do, why I train people. Yeah. Because I remember at that moment feeling like garbage and putting my all into it. And I remember thinking, I don't want this to happen to someone ever again, like a kid or whoever. I don't, I want to know all the facts. I want to know all the science so I don't fuck someone over. Essentially. Right. I was like, I want to know everything. I'm going to get a degree in this. I'm going to whatever. You know what I mean? Right. It was so, it was part of the reason why I did what I did for work. Yeah. It stuck with me that, that uh, much. And it was even to the point of like after college, like I wouldn't try new things. I was nerd. Like I was like, nah, fear of failure. That instilled my fear of failure. Without losing that game. Yeah. It went from, you know, yeah. Losing that, well, losing that game, what I put into. Right. All of that shit, how dedicated I was, and then it was over, and then I just dove into the gym, and I was like, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to get really good at this and know all the shit about it. Right, right, right. And, and But uh, you basically just picked up another dream, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of how it works. At the time, I didn't think about it. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm just, I, I, I really I did enjoy training for football, right? Like, I almost enjoyed it as much as playing the game. Yeah, so and, like, and, and that's not a bad thing, by the way, because we need purpose. No, and I think no. that you need you need a purpose. You need at least an idea of like this is what I want to be or this is what I want to achieve. Because without that, then you you can really be well, miserable. Dude, I, I mean, and I know you could attest to this probably, but I saw, um, I would see. I always watched. I always was like observant, and I would see patterns like kids senior year. Like once their season ended, there were those kids who just didn't care anymore. Right, they would get fat and. That was me. Get drunk every Absolutely. weekend and all this shit. And I and I would see kids that even quit football or any other sports earlier, like freshman, sophomore year, and they turned into big-time burnouts. So I was like, we need something. Right. Especially growing up in Monroe. Not much happening. Yeah, notice okay? that. Notice so that. you better have a positive focus on something. Right. Because there ain't shit. I mean, even remember like when our season ended. Yeah. I mean, it was four years of like all these workouts, everything. We had a plan all the time. Now it's over. Right. We're done. And I remember that next weekend after the state championship, we went out, we partied. Yeah. And it was so fun. And then the next weekend came and we were like, yeah, there's just nothing. Do we there. just do that again? Yeah. Like no yeah. one knew what to do. <laughs> like, yeah, everyone yeah. was so confused. Yeah. I mean, I, I was kind of the person that was just wandering aimlessly, you know what I mean? During yeah. that time. And you know, one of the dreams that, that died for me uh, you know, around 23 was like this dream that I was going to be able to like drink and use drugs like safely and like be able to party and like pull it off. Do you know what I mean? Like that was so that and the death of that dream was intense because, yeah. you know, I saw all these people, especially college. I mean, I just uh, watched my sister graduate and like, you know, they were all talking about how much they party and all that. And it truly is just a part of like you know, college, like all these kids, they're all partying every day, especially as it gets down to like senior year and all that stuff. And I would see all of these guys, these guys out there partying and out there having fun. And I, and it, it wasn't hurting them. Do you know what I mean? Like I didn't see them. Right. Okay. I didn't see the pain that they were like, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, they're fine. I can do it. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and, it, and it drove me crazy that I was different. You know what I mean? Like it really, it hurt me to be like, Oh man, like, when I drink, I end up like in a pool of my own vomit and and then I and then the next morning I need to drink again to feel normal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like 
that that always like that always bothered me that like other people were okay and then I wasn't. So like the dream of of being the hot cool guy in college obviously died, and then the dream of even being able to be or just a regular guy in college died. Just like right, just being able to enjoy drinking. Yeah, go out, go out, have a few drinks, yeah. and it not consume it, you exactly to the point where you're like, I, yeah. It, so like even even the idea of just going out and just having you know I got my friends and whatever, and maybe I'm not the coolest guy, and maybe I don't get the most women or whatever, but it but at least you know I can go out and have fun. Now I can't even do that. So then that dream died, and then you know, and now like as, since then I still have like I was thinking the other day about like. uh like, I, I still think about it. Like, it still comes up. Like, I was thinking about ecstasy the other day. <laughs> it, just thinking about it. Just Relapse like, episode coming soon. <laughs> no, but I was just like, oh, my God. That felt so good. <laughs> Taking ecstasy was fantastic. Like, you know what I mean? It was just like, like it, would, it was amazing. And, like, doing coke was fantastic. You know what I mean? And and then, you know, of course, I talk to people and they go, yeah, it, wasn't, it didn't look that great for you. You know what I mean? Like, it, like it, it's great. You're just grinding your the dream. Like, yeah, the dream happens between 8 to 10 p.m. The reality happens between 1 a.m. and 8 a.m. When you're talking to some guy about his new business that he wants to start yeah. in a basement and it's 8 a.m. And you're then like, you, yeah, man, I've been in sales. Like, I yeah. can help you. And, and your heart's like, pumping out of your chest and it's 8 a.m. And you can hear the birds chirping and you're like, oh, and you just start going, oh, no, this is going to be psychosis now for the next 48 hours. That's where the reality lives. But where the dream exists is when you go out and you're getting it and you're meeting with your friends and there's a party and there's this thing and you're all doing it. And right. That's where the dream lives. And the dream isn't real. Right. You know, so when, when you start to like realize that a lot of these dreams that we have, they're not even real. They're just something that we took from like a movie or yeah. a, a, like a line in a song. You watched Rudy as a kid. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go to Notre Dame. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, like a, a, a movie line in a song where you go, oh yeah, that's what life is. And I'm going to experience that exact brand of it. And it's going to, I'm going to be filled with the exact amount of actualization that I deserve in right. that moment. Right. If I have the six pack, if I'm a black guy, if you know what I mean, <laughs> if, if, uh, if you're a black guy with a six pack, yeah, if I can, who can do ecstasy and yeah. cocaine and be fine. Yeah, it'd be fine. And no one cares. Right. <laughs> it's everybody's dream. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to be in the NBA. That's cool. Absolutely. And then like, like the long term dreams, like, do you have any dreams that you're like, you're like, if I don't achieve this by this time, my life will be a failure. Do you have any of those? Because well, I, I used to be very, um, hard on myself yeah and guess what it got me nowhere (laughs) so i stopped doing it but there's still got to be some that like no 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 even if there are i mean for me the things i dream about i don't put i what i'm saying is I, i definitely have those dreams i just don't put tremendous pressure on myself to be like by 40 i need to do this i don't do that shit i understand but there's but financial stability number one okay that is number one. I think about it all the time. We've covered it a million times this podcast because of the situation I grew up in and my dad and everything. I think about that on a constant day-to-day basis. <laughs> that is always number one for me. It always right. will be. Close number two would be to have a solid career that I like. Comedy right. would be the plan. Yeah. Okay. I could train people forever. Don't want to. Right. I'm already getting kind of sick of it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get that. I get that. I want to strangle people. But we don't need to do. <laughs> so <laughs> doing yeah. it 10 years. But no, for me, it's financial stability and then turning this into a full-time profession. Right. Like being that's, those are my dreams. I don't put time limits on them. I don't do anything like that, but you know, those are big for me. Now, what about you? Listen. Also like family getting married, but that's so far away. I can't even, <laughs> I understand. It's yeah. like something I don't even think about really. Yeah. I, well, for me, it's two things. One, I think about, uh, when I think about, uh, that Capitol theater, like filling that room, oh, I think about the, yeah. Yeah. And then, too. uh, having yeah. a personal assistant. <laughs> I just you already w- have, you have a nope. cleaning lady. You have someone do your laundry. I, I want, a, you're living the dream. I want a person who is dedicated to me at all times for anything that I need. That is one of the dreams that I have. 
Um, but we will come back. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> also, Capitol Theater for me, too, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a big one. Yep. Poor Chester. This is with a dream. From. Come to the Capitol Theater when our dreams come true. Come to the Capitol Theater <laughs> eight to ten years from now. <laughs> when uh, I'm 40. No, sooner than that, babe. All right. We'll be back very quickly with our life coach and mentor, Lisa Lampanelli. Who just drove here in her new Ford Bronco. <laughs> she's a millionaire. We'll be right this episode of Losers with the Dream is brought to you by Hemp Backpacks, also known as Nick Repellent. Hemp Backpacks, found on all prices. Hello and welcome back to the Losers with the Dream podcast. Right now, we, <laughs> we're losers and we got big dreams and Lisa's here from the Ford dealership. <laughs> I got a lot. Uh, first of all, I was very excited about this episode. As Bo never credits me, no. this was my idea. He fought you on it, then he stole it from you. Yeah. Said it was his. Right? I mean, death of a dream to me is like huge because it's literally such a hard thing to go through letting a dream go, but actually grieving it and yeah. really feeling it and not just immediately switching to something else that isn't going to work anyway. So I'm very happy. But before we talk about that, I have a few bones to pick with both of <laughs> you idiots. First of all, Nick going on a show ever and calling himself Tony Soprano when he comes to dating. Tony got women. Okay, I'm going to straighten this out as a semi-woman. Okay, Tony. I also did a movie with James Gandolfini sitting two down from me and introduced at AM Jimmy. It was fucking awesome. Anyway, so and I, the worst part was he goes to me, yeah, from what I hear, you're really funny, my friend. Uh, I assigned, by the way, every Italian that yeah, voice. Every Italian. Uh, 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 my assistant tells me you're really, really funny. Oh. I, 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 I've never heard of you. Which always feels good. And I said, don't worry, when they told me I'd be doing a show with the annoying guy from HBO I thought I was on with Larry David okay <laughs> so I mean eh, I got him back yeah, but anyway yeah. so you Tony Soprano he got women again as Bo sort of intimated in his bumbling fat way it is because <laughs> he had a threat hanging over them and he had money two things you do not you are Correct. not Tony Soprano you are Tony Soprano without a threat or money you are turtle you are absolutely <laughs> entourage's turtle look that up I am dates Jamie Lynn Sigler who played Meadow Soprano so that's after he got famous I'm speaking of the character in the show nah I'm oh, him okay, okay, okay. now Paul I'm you are not her. off the hook either with your BS that okay Let's let's revisit this Ford Bronco story, no. the most controversial Bronco story since OJ. Okay. I was just say. Now what happens is Bo does have ideas in his own head that he thinks he comes up with and forgets that I suggest them. Yes. He walks into the diner, or shall I say, you know, the, the thighs rub together into the booth, <laughs> and he says, Got the corporate job, gonna get the car, like uh, yeah, I want the car. And I'm like, no. No, you don't, no. Because yeah. does your is your br car broken? No. no, I just I just I want it. Um, okay, uh, does your is your, it's at least is your lease up? Go ahead. No, no. Oh, you own that car. I do. Okay, so why do you need the new car? Because I want to feel good. Okay, <laughs> all right. So who put it in your head to not get the car? You did. But how come you cannot give me credit? This is something Nick I think is a recurring problem with him because we joke about it. But there's something in you that makes you get value from stealing other people's stories and going. You know what? I'm just going to fucking own it like I thought of it. Yeah. So this is a pathology with you at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would say now I, Bo. I, Bo. Truly admit. Truly admit. I never have an idea of my own. I never have an idea of my own. <laughs> at least Lampanelli is everything when it comes to making my decisions. That's too much. <laughs> But it cracks me up that you just cannot admit. Yeah, no, I. I it's think, very interesting. Uh, I just would love to know the psychology behind that. Uh, yeah, I think, I think it's because I want to give myself credit for doing it. Mm. So I'm like, I'm like, all right, I'm not gonna do that. And then I'm like, all right, you're not gonna do that. She said something that made you think but about you know not doing that. That's a great point. You are right. You deserve a hundred percent of the credit for not doing it. Right. As someone who once 
went out and emotionally bought a car cash yeah. just because I wanted to feel better. Cause yeah. Knowing it didn't make me feel better. That's how I can give you that advice. Yeah. I get it. But you literally can't. You, you take credit. You should take credit. You are the one who ultimately makes the decision not to do it. So your sponsor or me or Dopey can tell you don't yeah. do it. But ultimately it is your decision. So yeah, give yourself uh, credit for yeah. that, but not credit for thinking of <laughs> yeah. it. Did you in any way, shape, or form come into that diner going, I mean, even a contrary yourself, say, I'm going to tell them I'm going to get a car. I hope they talk me out of it. No, no I was literally, like, literally, you just thought we'd no, jump on board. I was like, I was like, I can't wait to mention the car. They're <gasps> going to be thrilled. And wow. it was all because my mother, who, you know, like parents, like, they, they have their roots so deep in you. Yeah. You know? So, like, I'm talking to my mother, and I'm like, and I'm like, you know, I was thinking about maybe getting a car. And she was like, oh, honey, you deserve one. You know, you should you should go out and get one. Why not? Why wouldn't you? Well, why wouldn't you? One, because you already have a car. <laughs> yeah. Two, because it won't make you feel any better. Yeah. And the only reason you deserve a better, mo- a, a better car or a new car is if they were handing out vouchers for better mothers with them. <laughs> So if you if, if 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 the universe like sort of like like cross things off and made a tally and go yeah. you know what the guy who put up with her yeah. for thirty whatever years it is yeah let him have the Bronco <laughs> then that you would deserve yeah. it but what do you actually deserve it for I'd love to know what in life you've done that's so goddamn great no. that you deserve to go into debt <laughs> yeah no it's true it's true but you make up things you go. Well, okay. Well, I deserve that now. And now, and it's it almost like a, it's like a license to use. You know what I mean? You're like, there you go. you're like, okay, somebody has co-signed this behavior. Right. So now I am going to just not look further and just go straight for yeah, the thing Yeah, but you know what I'm happy. proud of you? You found somebody to co-sign. You realize probably without you even knowing it that she wasn't the exact right person to do yes. that because she can enable these terrible, stupid things you do. Yeah. And then you brought it to people who actually would tell you the truth, which is brave. Because yeah. you could have just bought that car and driven up to that no, beautiful I always, Circle yeah. Diner, not a sponsor in Fairfield, <laughs> Connecticut, and yeah. been like, look at my new whip. And we would have been I like, know. first of all, stop being black because let go of that dream. <laughs> yeah. And second of all, so, return it. Take it back. Like yeah. in fucking Goodfellas when he tells her to take back the pink Cadillac the and the car. fur coat. Take it back. Take, take it, it back. back. Take it back. Yeah. That's what we're going to do every it's time my, you say. It's in my mother's name. <laughs> Let's say this. This is what you're allowed to buy to make yourself feel better. Clothes in smaller sizes as you let go of your eating. Oh, well, that's, nice. that's not that's not bad, but I was well, like I, I hate what buying something. No, 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 I don't okay. even know what I go want. Ahead. That's the point. But like I I'll like buy clothes mm-hmm. that are like that that are that like you know I, oh I'll I'll be fitting in this Dever- in two no, no, months. No 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 that's not what I said. That's aspirational dressing. Oh, that okay. is the worst. Never buy anything that you think you'll be cool enough to pull off someday. You yeah. know because didn't one of you go through a crisscross phase? <laughs> jump jump. It's not gonna work. <laughs> So you should not ever buy aspirational things that you could fit into someday. You shouldn't keep anything in your closet that doesn't fit today. Right. So I get that you kept these beautiful sky blue powder blue shorts that you're sporting today. (laughs) And I'm trying not to look at because they have little bulging, not in the right place, like in the thighs. I said, let me just overlook that. I get it. I understand. It's like a a Ken doll. But if you don't fit in it today. It's making you feel bad about yourself. You Absolutely. need to give away that, that dream. Because, yeah, because the fact is, looking at it every day makes us feel like shit. It doesn't motivate totally. us. Yeah. So the dream of you in a size less than 45 has not <laughs> He's like, in his head, Looking you know, he's younger going, than 45 years old is no. impossible. Now, what is your, you're in a 36 at this point? 38. Okay, that's fantastic. Yeah. Do me a favor. Uh, on the, When you go home tonight, you go through that closet and you try everything on it. If it doesn't fit today, it goes to Goodwill. And guess what? I guarantee you, you will fit into those smaller clothes sooner because they're yeah. not haunting you right now. You have to let go of the dream of those clothes. And what's the worst that happened? You have to buy like two new ugly pairs of powder blue shorts right. <laughs> because you can afford it. It's not like yeah, it's yeah, huge yeah. money. Right. You know what I mean? So I think sometimes that's the whole point of this death of a dream thing, letting it go. I remember when I had my weight loss surgery, I lost too much weight. And the doctor said, you will find yourself at the right place. So I had to give away all these clothes that had fit when it was too much 
and go, I have to give away that dream to find the right one and let right. your body naturally find it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm telling you that is your assignment for the week. Bo gets an assignment. You okay. have no assignment because there's no hope good. for you. <laughs> now, I'm not good at homework anyway. I so. enjoyed this dream segment a lot. I really yeah. did because, first of all, my the best part of the whole thing, people rewind and watch this, okay? Nick's talking about a high school football coach bringing him trays of food and if you rewind and watch that you will see Bo's eyes glazing over like trays of food trays no, of food no it's uninteresting because he's not talking no it literally was like Bo you, the dream you need to give up now is the idea that anyone's ever bringing you a tray of food again you will never be brought food to force feed so but it is hilarious how you were just like literally picturing the food on his yeah, plate it was, I know you were because that is actually a freaking pretty Pretty dreamy situation. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's all and about the trays. You know, it's all about the trays. <laughs> it is. And and I do love that you guys spoke about you have vulnerability. The dream of the six pack. The dream of the being black. The dream of being the handsome guy on the campus. We all have dreams. I made a partial list of my own dreams, and it's even like so insane. Someone who's achieved what I have. I've achieved a lot, arguably. Yeah. Here's the stuff like literally I had to let go of. Yeah. And this is pro off the top of my head for three minutes while I was glazing over during your talk. Okay. It's <laughs> a big list. Being world famous, selling out Madison Square Garden, having nieces and nephews who consider me as close as their grandmother, healthy relationship on Broadway, singer, drummer, pretty, non-eating, disordered eating, having everyone like me, have commune with all my friends that we retired in, Golden Girls, Will and Grace fantasy, Sex in the City fantasy. <laughs> fantasy Frasier fantasy okay so basically it, it is tv and movies a lot because yeah. i'm like why can't i live in a place like seattle where my brother just stops in and then we go and we eat dinner places yeah. and we have our grumpy dad like yeah. i literally think <laughs> that show dad. should be me yeah, yeah, sex yeah. in the city why can't i have three female friends we all run around in shoes because none of us can wear those fucking <laughs> shoes you all got two yeah that's true all we need is one more gay yeah, yeah. are you in so <laughs> it's just like and then of course because you can't find three female friends you can get along with you yeah. switch to the will and grace fantasy right. well here's a gay i can be friends <laughs> with him and there's another wacky gay straight couple yeah. so I, it's it's we all have them but i think what people miss about this is these dreams must be mourned and grieved and unfortunately what happens is people insert other dreams in their place yeah. and you guys still because of your young youth i get it you still have the mistaken idea that the next thing will fill the hole. Yeah. Where trying a million hobbies and a million things to have quote unquote purpose doesn't help. It's getting comfortable with the emptiness and the void and being sad about it and feeling like, wow, I wonder. It, it, discomfort and emptiness is huge, but then the right things rush in to fill it. Right. So, for instance, you're in a bad marriage. I imagine this will be Nick someday. You get out of yes. the marriage. The rushing to fill the hole with another woman never works. No, it's yeah. mourning that dream of that relationship working out and the wedding. And then the right thing rushes in to fill it, whether it will be another woman, whether it be, oh, I have purpose just being a really cool single person. I'm a great uncle to this person or my kids. My, my, I don't have kids and I can grieve that, but my best friend's kids are like my own. Yeah, right. That's what happens. The problem is you saw how trying to shoehorn different things in just don't work. No. This yeah. isn't saying sit around and don't do anything with your life, but I object to the statement that you both agreed to, which I get it. You're you, you're utes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need purpose in your life. No, you don't. You need <laughs> meaning. Right. Purpose sounds driven by something. Mm -hmm. Like if I had, if I thought I needed purpose every day, I'd have to get up in the morning and, oh, it has to be a certain time. And, oh, I have to go feed the birds and I have to go water <laughs> the plants. And it's all active. Meaning is more, I can get meaning out of anything. Yeah. You know, it, hopefully in the perfect world, we can get meaning just by going, oh, wow. I just had fun at that little event that really doesn't have any purpose to it. It just felt meaningful because I connected with people or I connected with nature or humanity or whatever right. that is. So quit 
being purpose driven, start being more meaning driven. You can you can put meaning into driving down the road and like not even having any destination in mind. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So the dream, does this make sense to you guys? Absolutely. I feel like I get so caught in like what you're saying where it's like I wake up and especially if it's nice out. Oh God. I'm like, Oh, I have to have purpose. Oh, I have to be at the right. gym. I right. have to, you know, I have to be outside, make sure I get a lot of vitamin D and I, I got to call this guy and, and maybe, maybe I should write this or I got to do that. And, and I, I just fill myself up with expectation of right. like how much purpose I'm going to fulfill. Yeah. And then if I don't get close to that, then every day I, I mourn. Well, well exactly. You know I mean? And and also the sun, it doth mock us. I really <laughs> love, I always say that when I'm driving and the fucking, it's two in my eyes. I'm like, son, why are you there? There's this guilt if you stay inside yes. and all that crap. And yes, thank God it hasn't rained in like three weeks. Yeah. So it's really good because it's cheerful, but it shouldn't, it doesn't have to drive you to do something. Yeah. You, I get it. Addicts. And I understand this behavior can make anything into like oh that made life harder so sunshine suddenly made your yes, life harder yes. like if you leave it in san diego you would put a bullet in your head you know what i mean <laughs> it's a totally nice all year like, <laughs> yeah. i missed kind of like winters and snow. Yeah. yeah so i mean the fact is we just have to do they say anything can be meaningful if you just do it meaningfully so right. look at you're doing this podcast chances are you're never going to make a dime from it Chances are you're never going to get more famous. Chances are you're never going to get a following and you're going to be doing this just for fun. But if you said, well, maybe some guy, one guy heard it and he felt a little more comfortable with his feelings. That's yeah. infusing meaning into the content. What's more fulfilling? The fame that would actually you think might come from it in that fantasy or that you changed one guy's life. Right. Yeah. What do you think would actually feel internally more meaningful for real? Uh, See, you haven't achieved the, anything yeah, enough to yeah. go, I know the truth yet, but right. you'll see. Like, because I have done those big, big fame. things. Yeah. Yeah. And it does not fill the hole. I, I can guarantee you that some of the craziest motherfuckers out there <laughs> are the richest and most famous people. And I think, you know, I look at their Instagram, I'm going, ooh. Right. She in trouble. Yeah. She thinks that's going to make her feel better. Totally. Trust me, 80 horses and fucking 40 cats and, you know, 30 <laughs> acres doesn't make you not insane and totally. feel meaning. I mean, I, I, that's a great question to ask because I'm like, I know what you're going to say. Oh, totally. Okay. Cause you're like, just, you're like the right see. thing to say is that this guy hopefully has, right. you know, but like the reality is like, yeah, I hope people get out something out of it, mm -hmm. but like. This guy getting, I'm like, eh, I want me. I want for me. You know what right, I mean? So right. it's, and but that's what just at the end selfish. of your life? I'm not kidding. At the end of the day, at the end of your life, are you going to be there going, you know, I made such and such amount of money or, well, I do remember that email from that guy. Which do you really think you would remember? It is the email from the guy. Because I can honestly tell you when I would have like really horrible, like just like self doubts. I would have a list. I would like, okay, like that woman said she came to the show and she hadn't laughed since her little boy had died when he was five. Yeah. Like that right now, I could cry right now thinking about it. Yeah. It was so fucking, dude, that shit is forever. I know. Like houses, cars, all that stuff. Well, it's a nicety, but does never, it never adds meaning. There's a law of diminishing returns after every purchase, after every, I hate to say this too, kind of after every charitable donation, unless you do yeah. it from the heart for real and yep. anonymously, you know, I, by the way, I had a very embarrassing, uh, uh, charitable donation. <laughs> this was really funny. I, uh, this is, okay. I got invited by, well, actually I'm friends with Elvis Duran. Yeah. So I, I would say friendly, right? you know, cause I don't know how close we are, but it was really nice. He <laughs> invites me to the wedding and they're super wealthy. So he would said said in lieu of gifts, um, donate to the Born This Way Foundation, the Lady Gaga thing, right? For the gays. Yeah. So I'm all about the gays. So I go online and I do what I think is $1,000. Because, I mean, this wedding was badass. Like, it was a $3 million wedding at the least. Yeah. yeah. So I go, I got to do a grand. Yeah. yeah. These are rich people. 
wow, the fucking credit card statement comes. I had typed it wrong. And it's $10. Oh. <laughs> Me, $10. And I didn't look at my credit card statements for a couple months. Oh. So I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. No wonder Elvis, and I blow it up in my head. No wonder he hasn't called me back yeah. during the pandemic. Yeah, like that's on his mind in the <laughs> yeah. pandemic. Uh, I fucking called that yeah. board this way. And I go, listen, I go right now. I go, you've got, I go, I'm really embarrassed. Make a donation of five hundred, and then ten dollars for the rest of my life, every single month. <laughs> and I texted him, and I was like, I, "He has to forgive me." But it was a mistake. Yeah. You know? yeah. So sometimes when you even do a charitable donation the wrong way yeah, or yeah, with yeah. the wrong intent, it's bad. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, but oh my god. So so you just have to almost examine like why we're doing what we're doing. Well, I was reading the the St. Francis prayer. Mm -hmm. uh, That's interesting because I read that recently. It's really good. Go ahead. So good. Well, it's always talking about how, you know, we we pray to, to bring light where there is darkness, mm -hmm. to, be, you know, forgive rather than be forgiven. So it's all about like that prayer is so great because it's all about putting out love and putting out all this positive stuff mm -hmm. and and not looking for it back yeah. and, and that not being the point. And I think that that's really hard because it's like it, intuitively I do something because I'm like, oh, that's going to get me this right. or like that'll I'll, I'll I'll get that or that'll be better or whatever. Um, but the reality is, is me getting any anything in life has never made me feel good. Of course. Right? And it's just the next thing to get. In other words, you guys are joking about the Capitol Theater, which I don't know what that is, but yeah. it's it's like sounds like it's a semi what you consider a large theater. Yes? I, it's just a, one of my favorite. It's an important. It's, I know for me, it's because I was born in Portchester at the hospital. My dad was like, that's it's see you though, like, are I'm in like, such denial. You love having like this weird back history with it. I do. If for a second, the Terrytown <laughs> music hall paid you 5,000 more, you'd be like, fuck Portchester. I don't care. No. Yeah. I'm so, not. Yeah, I'm yeah, not. I mean, yeah, so stop. But I like, but I like, I'm like, that's kind of, that would be kind of cool if I could do that. But well, yeah, of course. Like I'm I, cool. Listen, but, I know, like, I get the bottom the, line. Like I think about that same shit too. Like I want to, of course want to make money. Well, of luckily, course. you yeah. guys never have to worry about playing a theater. What I want to make money and think that I'm good well, and my dad's good. You, what did I say to you the other day? I go, I, what I really just want is an infinity pool and a house in yeah. the hills. Yeah, because yeah. I want to be in LA with an infinity pool and I just went. And suddenly a personal assistant. You keep adding them on. There's nothing wrong with wanting nice things or those things as long as you are absolutely clear from this day on, they do nothing to fill the hole. If you, right. I don't care what you buy, you can buy 12 Ford Broncos. But and knowing full well, it's just to get you from point A to point B. It That's is all true. it is. And, and it and never makes you feel better. When my packages from Amazon arrive and it's fucking dog treats or it's whatever, because I've just bought them because I'm like, oh, that makes me feel good to just buy stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just like the dog treats make me feel just as good as getting some fucking piece of furniture. Right. This is all just shit. Yeah. yeah and yeah, this yeah. isn't minimalism bullshit. It's just going, just recognize that things aren't very valuable. You know, know. It, but it, about the Porchester Theater, the reason I brought it up was it'll be you play it and then you'll be like the next day. There won't even be, there a, has to be something be, else. what's next. And is that a recipe for disaster or what? Because <laughs> with me, with Radio City, with Carnegie Hall, it was like, what's next? Right. And it is the worst chasing the dream, chasing the high. And the only thing that makes you feel better, look, is self-love. And that's the hardest thing to get. Yeah. But you with the you know when you said you know your grandmother liked the yankees this and that th th there was a kernel in there of wow if i do this i'll get acceptance and love for my grandmother and you already had it that's as gay as i can sound is the wizard of oz there's no place like home you already had it you yeah. knew it all along you had it all along when she clicks those fucking red heels <laughs> just kidding <laughs> no when she kicks the ruby slippers she knew it all along yeah like i knew all along i was supposed to end up in my parents' house because that's home. I never right. changed the number in my phone to say mom and dad. It said home. I yeah. always knew mm. it. But I had to go through this house and that house and this location that. Yes, I would love to save you guys all that trouble. Chances are you don't have the talent to get where I did. But given the universe's preference for white males, I would say you'll probably somehow get a little success. And maybe you'll be yeah. able to see that, hey, I am going to buy this pair of beautiful 
powder blue shorts uh, it, that it, that are $5,000 because I need to buy Gucci, but knowing it doesn't fill the hole and maybe someday you'll frame them when you don't fit into them. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. I, I always think like I try to stay positive with all this stuff because like obviously I want to make money and I think about me being stable and me taking care of my dad. Yeah. But at this point, anything that happens, doesn't matter what it is, is, is a plus because it's coming from zero. So no, but that's a great anything, point. Anything from this yeah, point, like it's all great. I, I, we listen to you know podcasts of comics and and like mm-hmm. guys that are well established now. Mm-hmm. And they're like, do you remember when we were making like two grand a weekend? And I was like, yeah. two grand a weekend. <laughs> well, no, that's how I used to Sign think too. <laughs> By the way, I want to uh, point out Bo's gratuitous repetition of the word gravy. He enjoys food <laughs> references, but I also about taking care of people is interesting because. That's, you know, obviously childhood stuff, you know, dad lost mom. So what can I do? How can I rush in? And when I've tried to help people, I realized too, it's me imposing stuff on them and interrupting their journey. Yeah. So if your father's, you might sit at home and cry and go, oh my God, my dad has to work at Dutchess and he has to do this to make ends meet. It's so sad. That may be what's keeping your dad going. You right. would be interrupting his journey if you had a million dollars and you said, Dad, here it is. You might then send him into an early grave because, you know, he didn't have anything to do with his time. Your father's a good example. I mean, I don't know him that well, but he seems to do things that might not look like they have a huge purpose and meaning and infuses them with meaning. Absolutely. His interactions with people have meaning. Yeah. That's what, I mean, when you said earlier, like when you're on your deathbed, is that what you're going to be like, talk about money or like that they had abs is like really what you're going to be talking about. And I, and I've thought about that. There was a guy who I listened to his podcast and he was talking about like, what are people going to say? Your, your eulogy. Mm -hmm. What would they say? And like, I know, for a fact that God forbid, whenever my dad goes, mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of people there. Yeah, and yep. they're they're going to have all nice things. Even even now, yeah, he's, he's not dead now, and <laughs> everyone. I mean, all my friends' parents like he's the most genuine guy I know. See that? So yeah. it isn't what you do for a living, what you own, what you, your dad and people like that just have that thing. Yeah, would you? Yeah. If we can get to that sooner. Uh, you know, the fact is. With my eulogy, I'm just not letting anybody talk. Right. Nobody's giving me a eulogy and talking some shit about me. I'm writing that shit, and one of you guys is going to fucking say it. I'll, yeah. I'll write that shit because I don't want to hear what people are going to say. Yeah, but I think yeah. if you just go, just recognizing why, start noticing your life. Why am I doing that? Why am I doing that? Notice every day what this, you know, if the sun mocks you in the morning, Bo, and you're like, oh, I have to go out in nature. Like, I fucking hate nature. (laughs) Nature can suck my ball bag. I cannot stand when my friends are like, it's like a nice walk. Fuck you when you walk. It's this feeling of like, I have to... I have to do it now because it's nice, you know, and like you don't have to. Can I just say? I you, but I will feel no better if I go out. Yes, but I just as your Lord and Savior, Lisa Lampanelli, I'm just gonna say, yeah, you don't have to take a walk. Thank you. Take the pressure off. If you want to, great. If you don't, great. Look. I tortured myself since that fucking surgery of like, why don't I want movement in my life? Why don't I want to exercise? Why don't I want anything? And the doctor would be like, oh, you know, um, have you found something you like to do yet? And I'm like, not yet. And I'm like, I'm not even going to experiment. I'm going to just see what comes into my life. And then years later, the, the ballroom dancing comes in this, that, and it's fun. It's not torture to get there. You don't have to try everything. You just have to let it come in. And that's where addicts have a problem too, because they have no. I get it, me too, dude. Yeah, with food, yeah. no patience whatsoever. No Gre- gr- instant gratification. Yes. And so have some patience. Maybe you don't want to walk. You might find yourself jogging. You might find yourself going. Oh, I'm going to get a bike. Right. But out of a non-reactive thing, out, out right. of just being feeling that emptiness and that sadness of well, I just don't like to move and that's okay. Yeah. Well, decisions made out of fear, they never last. You know, right. it's never like... So the next time the sun haunts you, and I trust <laughs> it's going to be tomorrow yeah. because all my flowers are dying, those fucking cunts, because yeah. there's no rain, you are feel free to not walk. Give Thank yourself you. permission, but only if you get rid of those pants that don't fit because they're not... <laughs> that dream has got to die and you could feel sad about that money yeah. that you spent. 
and all that. And it's okay. If it, we didn't have sadness over those things, it means we have no love. Right. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This sermon has been brought to you <laughs> by Nick's abs. They don't exist any longer. But they're not there. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been fantastic. Yeah. I feel terrific. I feel like I don't have to go home and do anything. <laughs> yeah. I may do something. Talk about but a I cosign. We're just like, get to hang now. Do you guys want to eat? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I do love I'm you guys. starving. I feel closer to you, but I'll probably pull away. <laughs> 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 to protect myself. I know, God forbid. Suppose they get famous and leave me behind. It's yeah. another two assholes I tried to. <laughs> I'm going to go hang at Dutch's I mean, with might. Dad. Bo definitely yeah. won't. Yeah, oh, no, definitely. He's yeah, a no, fucking. All right, guys. <laughs> go ahead, Bo. Guys, please go leave us a review. Rate us. You know on what I've iTunes. noticed, by the way? I was listening to a murder podcast on yeah. the way here. I don't really like murder podcasts, but yeah. this is one that sucked me in because it's 18 episodes. Right. I started on a drive. I said, oh, I wanted to see if this bitch did it. She did. Anyway, <laughs> she I've did. noticed the hosts say, and I like this, yeah. they go, feel free to give us a five-star review. Like, plant it in these fucking people's heads. Because this 4.6, this 4.7, we don't need it. No. If you don't want to leave a real review, <laughs> don't. Don't fucking do it. But... Feel free to leave us a five-star yeah. review. Feel free. But also do it so I can buy a house for my dad. <laughs> oh, my God. He likes living in the in-law apartment above the Duchess. No, I can't, I can't live with him. I love him. <laughs> we'll see you it. next week, bitches. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening to Losers with a Dream. We'll see you next week when you got more time to kill. Fucking hate these guys.